Well, before I speak, I have something important to say. And that is, uh, this is our time that we really love because we allow our kids to get up and go to their classrooms, their respective classrooms with their teachers. And we pray for them all the time because the Lord is lifting them up. We pray for their teachers. And uh, it's just an amazing thing. And so we just celebrate the fact that they have a class to go to that they can learn about God in what they're doing. So I want to echo what... uh, Pastor Mike said about praying for Doug and his son that he does have a safe journey back from or that they do tomorrow from Hawaii and I'm glad that he had the opportunity to go there as well. Uh, I one time talked to God and I said, God, if I, if I choose to be a, a missionary, will you send me to Hawaii? You know, and uh, he sent me to Liberia. So anyway, that's, that's how it goes. Um, So, what does God sound like? Has God ever spoken to you? How did you know it was God? And why did you trust his communication if he spoke to you about something that he wanted you to do? Those are three questions that I want you to ask yourself today while I'm speaking. I don't want you to answer me. I just want you to ask yourself today and reflect on that. I'm going to tell you a true story, and I'm going to use that to illustrate these three questions and what I'm talking about. Several years ago, my wife and I were asked to cater uh, the food for the district wrestling tournament in Newburgh, Oregon, where we live. We were to provide the food for the coaches and the officials, and another vendor took care of the, the spectators. Uh, We were situated down by where the locker rooms were, so, you know, we weren't up where we could see what was going on, and uh, we were taking care of business and everything. A little bit later in the day, it kind of got slow, so all the ruckus you could hear in the gym, because, you know, gyms are nothing more than an echo chamber and everything, which is awesome. I went up just to take a minute and see what was going on, and when I walked up, the match that was going on was between a Newberg wrestler, and our arch rival at the time, Camby wrestler. And the way these matches go, there's three rounds, and you pick up points in the rounds. Unless somebody pins somebody, then the match is automatically over. Well, when I looked up at the clock, there was 30 seconds left in the third round, and the Camby wrestler had the Newberg wrestler in quite a hold, in a predicament, and he was ahead in the points two to one. And I said it was deafening in there. It truly was. You couldn't hear anything, you know, to be able to pick it out, what it was or who was talking. And I kept my eye on the clock, and I looked up, and at 15 seconds left in that third and final round, I, I watched again at the match, and I could see the Newberg coach lean forward and yell something out, but I could not hear him. And it was, it was one word, and I could not hear him. And at that point, the Newberg wrestler flipped the Camby wrestler and pinned him and won the match. It was awesome, (laughs) since I'm from Newberg. But the point is, I walked away back down to where we were, and I had three questions come to mind. And the first was, how did he hear his coach's voice? In all that yelling, in all that screaming, how did he hear that coach's voice? Well, up to this point, he most likely spent 
two months, six days a week, three hours a day in practice with that coach. So little by little, he picked up on his coach's voice. His coach could say something, and I'm sure he had through other matches and all that. He was being conditioned to hear his coach's voice at that point in time. If we look at 1 John 27, it says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. He knew his coach's voice, and he heard it, and he followed the instruction that the coach gave him. Up to that point, you know, all the time he spent with him, that was being ingrained in his mind of what his coach's voice sounds like versus somebody else's voice. Also in John 10, uh, 3 and 5, it says, The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. In watching this, the Newburgh coach was not the only coach yelling because obviously the Canby coaches were yelling at, at their, their wrestler as well. And through all of these, he picked out his coach's voice. He, he negated what the Canby coaches were saying. He picked out his coach's voice and followed him. Second question, how was he sure it was his coach's voice that he heard? Ah, it's falling down? No. Anyway, we hear a lot of voices throughout the day, okay? And we hear um, ones that we recognize. Every voice, believe it or not, if it's put through a sound meter, has little tiny bits of differences. Uh, I have two, I mean... Um, identical granddaughters. And when you're listening to them talk, you know, it's identical. But if you really listen completely, there's a little bit of difference in one from the other. It's amazing. Even in identical twins, there is something just a little bit different in that. And when you, di when you hear that, of course, um, you know right away which one it is talking, whether it's Lucille or whether it's Eleanor, and you can respond to them as well. Coaches sometimes talk in a certain way. You know, they'll, they know the athlete. As it says, the shepherd knows his sheep. They know that athlete. They know how they respond. They know what they respond to. And not every athlete responds to the same command in the same tone from the voice. Some, it's got to be sharper. Some, it's got to be uh, you know, a little less, whatever, it's there, they will pick it up as, as it goes. Each person hears and listens in a way that, rate, uh, that works for them. I've raised four children, and it's okay, my wife said I could say that. <laughs> and when they come over, when we have them all around, we talk and, and we converse differently for each one of my children. I mean, it's similar, but there's, because even on the same bloodline, they listen a little bit differently than their sibling. 
They understand, and they communicate to me in that style as well. And when you get used to that, it's understandable, and you get along really well. You don't try to make one hear how the other one does in that way. And when that happens, you have communication, and you have understanding of what's going on as well as that goes. And each of them understand that as well. It's interesting, when they were little, real little, and we were, we'd go in a, to a mall or something like this and all that, and we were in a crowd of any kind. I have a very soft voice, believe it or not. My, I, I do. It's, it's muted in my way. So I can't, I don't yell really loud or anything like that. And if I did, it's what you would call a common voice, you know, so my kids wouldn't know. So we developed a thing. I just did a cough really loud. One cough. It was just very almost staccato. And they respond instantly, no matter where they were. They heard that, and they would tell me, we, we picked that up. It's at a decibel level, and we knew exactly what it was. I demonstrate now, but they'd all four be coming into the parking lot and walking in here and go, <laughs> what, Dad? We were in church. Okay, so I won't do that to you. So anyway, but it is. It's very effective. Find out what reaches somebody. And sometimes, and I've always said this, and I've, Mike is a coach, he's been a coach for years, a lot longer than I have, but I've always said, it, when I'm coaching, if I yell an instruction out and somebody doesn't get it, rather than get on them, I figure out a way that they get it. I put that on me. God speaks to us how you listen. God speaks to us in a way that we understand. He created us. He knows us. He knows what we need. So when he does talk to us, when God does speak to you, it will be in a way that you clearly will understand. He doesn't, he doesn't just say, this is how I talk, learn to listen to how I do it as well. And my last question is, why did he trust what his coach asked him to do? Why, being in that predicament, did he... He could have just said, Coach, I, I know you want me to do that. I know you want me to try that. And I, I, I believe you, but can you see the predicament I'm in? Can you see the hold that he has on me? How often do we do that with God? God, I, I know you want me to do this, but can you see how sin has me right now in a stronghold? <laughs> I'm just not sure that's going to work right now, God. I mean, I love you and everything, but I'm just not sure. He trusted his coach enough. He was waiting for that. For the coach who believed in him, and he felt that. He felt he believed in him enough that he could get out of that hole. It was fast. I was, I was astounded. I mean, he was, you know, almost being pinned in himself, and somehow he just threw a leg and threw the guy and pinned him. He trusted no matter who he was against, if that coach said, I see you, I know you can do this, he believed in his coach. God is like that with us. He asks us to do things, and we go, well, I don't know if I can do that. God knows we can do that. He trusts us. We need to trust him. When do we get to that point where we trust him, where we can say, okay, God, this is what you want me to do? Okay. You know, it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to do it. In Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I mean, <laughs> that's, to me, that says it all. When I take the trust back, I find myself in trouble. I can't, I can't manipulate through life sometimes, and I, and I get in trouble. But if I trust in God, saying, okay, and he gives me the instructions, with the Holy Spirit, it all works together. It all works together. There's one word that I can sum up that fits all three of these accounts on how he was able to hear his coach, know that it was coach, and trust his coach. And that's time. The time he spent with his coach. Imagine three hours a day six days a week, if we spent that amount of time with God, I think we'd, we'd learn to trust him. I think we would learn more about him. Do you know any other, any other authority figure, any other ruler whatsoever that says, come, get to know me? God knows us. He created us. He knows us better than we know us. We spend time trying to get away from ourselves sometimes because of things we don't like about ourselves or we see somebody else and that's cool, i got to be like that, and all this stuff. But how much do we know about God? What other ruler do you know that says, hey, what do you want to know? Ask me a question. What do you want to know? We can talk to God that simply. We don't have to be afraid. And yet, I, I'm with you, we, we tend to shy away because of how we feel we've failed, or whatsoever. Mike has done a great job getting everybody into the Word, if you're into the Word. If, you, if that's not fitting for you, we have reading plans in the office that it takes you through the Bible in a year, and you can start those anywhere you want. Spending time with God in the Word is how you're going to get to know God. And he's open to that. Uh, Revelation 3.20, here I am. Standing at the door, knocking. Anyone who opens, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Wait a minute, eat? I thought I was supposed to read about you and get to know you. God understands that food is a way for conversation. Food talk in the Bible is God talk, and that, that could be a message down the road somewhere. But you'll see it happen today if you go with us to the restaurant. You'll see it happen next week at the potluck. People gather around the table and eat, and conversation happens. That's all God wants with us right now, to learn who he is, to break bread with us and say, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Ask me. It's okay. I'll answer, and he will. He's, he's there for us day and night. He helps us. He understands our, our struggle and all. He understands what we go through throughout our day. Oh, and instead of saying, God, I, I, I'm not sure about that. He's okay with that. Take it to him. Not to, nobody else in here can help you. I'm sorry. We, we love you and we'll support you and all this stuff. But he is the one that can direct your path. He is the one. And he doesn't do it with an iron sword. He does it with love. Because he loves you, because it is tough 
He understands life is tough, and he knows what we're up against because Satan is strong as well, but he's there. And he says, come get to know me. And the more you know me, the more you'll trust me, the more you'll follow my word, the more I will be able to help you as well. I've always uh, said that messages that God gives me are kind of short and sweet. So, you know, anytime you're voting for your favorite pastor, you know, keep that in mind. But we're not done yet. I'm sorry. Anyway, so we're going to close with a song. And it's a song you'll see, you know, we've done it many times up here. But it fits very much this message. I think all of us, if we really think about it, when we were younger, we were hearing God. We felt him urging us. God speak to us, as I said, in many ways. It could be in, in, a, in a voice, in a dream, through someone else, in your family, your friendship, your work, whatever. But put it against the scriptures and see if it is God, and if it is God, listen to it and, and do what God has asked you to do. But I think we heard him sometimes when we were younger, and then we got busy with life and all the lights and the colors and the textures and the sounds and all came in and we we get distracted and all and now we're finding kind of lost out here lord i think maybe i would like to hear will you call my name again we're going to sing that song and then mike is going to come up and close us in a word of prayer take me back lisa
Thank you, brother. Good job. I, I just loved it. I love you. So thankful for you. There is so much going on in the world. Some of you are sitting in here today and you're wondering when the last time was you heard God speak. Because it's crazy. My son and daughter-in-law have five kids, one of them with special needs. Sorry, I don't mean to call you out. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but they are great parents. And I don't know how they get through, but somehow they get through and connect with Jesus. It's crazy out there, folks. Unfortunately, so many people spend more time listening to what's going on with the war, or trying to find which political party is right. I've got an answer to that. Neither. <laughs> we are so inundated. It's so noisy. And the thing that frees us from that is Jesus the Christ, Son of the living God, the risen Savior. That's the voice we need to hear. So we're going to pray, and, uh, and this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to ask Jesus. Just ask the Lord. I want to hear you, Lord. I don't want to hear that person, that person, this, that, I just want to be free of all that right now, and I just want to hear you. And then I exhort and encourage you folks, please spend time in the Word. 
more now than ever. Please spend time in prayer more now than ever. I want to hear his voice and follow him. Ask the Lord to speak to you today, will you? Right now. So here we are, Lord Jesus, people who deserve nothing, but people who, to whom you've given everything. People who get too busy for you, and yet, Lord, you're there with your arms open, your heart open, your ears open to hear us. Take us back. Take us back. Take us back, Lord, to the first love. We want to hear your voice and follow you. Hear our prayer today, Lord Jesus. We pray in your strong name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap then. Cover